you're talking about uh, improving our skills in learning. So then we get to Pashas Yisrael, which is the Pasha of Kabbalah Satera. So, of course, there's lots we can learn, which is very practical for us in how to, how to learn better from the story of Matan Torah. The story of Hashem gave us a Torah because that's where we learned a lot of the important principles of how we meant to recover Torah. Of course, that was being Makabal Torah as something which changes their lives, something which wasn't just how to learn the Torah, it's the mitzvah, it's the emunah, which is Makabal Harsinai. But there's for sure also a chilek in Harsinai of how to, how to learn Torah. We said the Nishma, the Nishma we're going to learn. So there's a, an element to Matan Torah in how we have to how we have to learn Torah, how to accept Torah from Hashem. And Rashi helps us out with this. In the Torah itself, in the parish itself, of how Hashem tells us about the Torah, so Rashi gives us lessons which we're meant to learn from and how to make the even today. So, for example, Rashi says in the Pasuk that says Hayyim, she was with Salah Hayyim today. So, why is it today? We're talking about a historical event. And what Rashi tells us is, Every day there should be like something new. If a person approaches, what Rashi says, something like a the person looks at the Torah as something new, which is seen for the first time, so then there's a certain level of interest which helps the person remember or understand better. But if it's something which a person already thinks, yeah, I know this well, just repeating uh, something which is already well known to me. So then the person isn't interested in it enough to pay attention. Okay, so let's talk about that. We'll, we'll see other points as well, but let's talk about that point first. How does a person approach learning as something new? So if you're starting a new sugya, or it's, a, it's a, opening a new safer, of course there's something new. But it's something you've seen before, or it's something which you already know about, something you're doing chazaran, or sometimes even it's not even that. It's just the idea. Of, like it's, it's the middle of his mind. You've been learning the same shakta for the last three months. So we made it. It loses that you saw it, that it, it, you know, the appreciation of it. That could be something which is fresh or something which is exciting. So how does the person develop that that uh, approach to learning that gives him that like interest or excitement that something you haven't done before? So, this is building on what we said last week. We said last time that the Chiddush of Torah is that every time a person learns it, he's about time. We compare it to a fig tree, and just like my fig tree, every time you come back and look for more figs, you'll find things which ripened now, which weren't ripened before. Same thing when a person comes back and learns something that he learned before. If he's growing, then he's on a better level now than he was the time before. He understands more now, or deeper now than he did last time, and therefore he's going to see more than he didn't see the time before. And now, if a person's experienced that, you see that when I come back to a sugi again, and I suddenly I notice things I didn't see the time before. I have questions I didn't have last time. It could even be simple questions. It could even be simple questions that, uh, and you, you wonder yourself, how come I never thought about that? It's such a straightforward question, right? But. And Nachrami, like I said last time, it's not such a surprise because the Mitzvah says that a person, as he develops, so his understanding gets better, or his, his attention to detail gets more clear. 
And so it's not so much a question on yourself, why you think of recall, but now something, something to think about. Then Mimele, this answers the problem. Mimele answers the problem because every time you see something, it is like something new. As long as a person is prepared to look, to, to, to not, not just to assume, I know it all already. I've seen it all before, I know it all already. And uh, Mimele, a person is prepared to, 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 to take the time to ki'ilu, look at it carefully and, and, and understand it properly again. Then yes, then it does become something new because that's the material of Torah. It's not repetitive. If it would be, then it would be very hard to try and make myself feel that it's something which is I haven't, uh, which is something fresh to me, when it's when it's not. But the material of Torah is I do have that experience because even if it, that some things are, are are I've seen before, but there will be something new here which I haven't seen before, which I haven't thought about before. The Gemara says it repeats the in different places because end base majors belechidish. Now there's not best knowledge without a chesh, which means you learn the same circuit again, but something new will come up. I'll just give you an example. Growing service, I don't know if it's got yet, it's in Dafsam Khalifum Ubes. And uh, the Gemara says a story, which is a famous story, and I'm just bring this as an example because it's something you all know very well. And the Gemara there tells us the story of Rabbi Akiva. It tells us the story of Rabbi Akiva, who was a shepherd of Kalbus and he, hadn't, he didn't know very much, he was an Amart. And the Gemara says, that Rachel, Kalbusov's daughter, wanted to marry him, and she did. And you know the rest of the story. He went to learn for 12 years, and another 12 years. Fine. The story is not a Chiddush, you've all heard it for many years. But now I want to point out one point from the Gemara. Maybe think about it, maybe you don't. It says, the Gemara says that Rachel wanted to marry him. Why? Because Chazish is so David Saniya Umali. He was Tanur Umali. What does Umali mean? What, 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 what was Mali literally means he was good what, what was good about him what, what did she see about him that was so impressive <coughs> that she wanted to marry him when he still knew nothing when he was still an Amoris and a shepherd and she could have had the pick of the best uh, the best Bachim in Yerushalayim she was the richest girl in Yerushalayim her, husband, her father wanted her to marry someone who's a terror. so what made her choose Rabbi Akiva the Gemara says he was Tanur or Mali. what does it mean what does it mean we all know the story what does it mean well, what's Mali and uh, again, like I said, literally translated as here's a maila, he's good. About what? And why was it something which made, which was so impressive that that was the reason to marry? Now, I'm just bringing this as a, up as a point because it's a story you all know well. It's a story we've seen lots of times. It's not a deep blondish or so good. It's a story. But if you look at the detail of the Gemara story, then you can think of things you also. Maybe there was already this before. So it's a new story. What's the Gemara saying with Rabbi Akiva while he was still a shepherd? While, before he learned anything, and that he already then had a certain manner. What was that manner? Okay, I'm just giving this as an example on, 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 a, on a case that, uh, that we all know well. Same thing, you come to the Chumash. We do Shai Mikra every week. The biggest, uh, the biggest waste is a person does Shai Mikra just to get to the words and Miyotas and Shai Mikra. Think about what you say. Yes, you, you learned the uh, Parish of the Torah when you're in. You know, when you're a kid of six and seven and eight, but then you're learning it like a kid. Now you're coming back and you're learning it at a much deeper level. And if you look at the psukim again, and you take the attitude that I'm not just writing it because I already know everything. Slowly, let me look what it says. Think about what you're reading, and suddenly you'll see that it's stuck to something new. It's stuck to something new. There's something new to talk about. Something new to. There's something new to learn. I was once talking to years ago when I was in Kodal, I was talking to a friend of mine in a different Kodal. And we, had a, we were having a disagreement in the Derech Halimah because I was a Talmud of Rosh Hashanah and his Mahalach was 
pretty quick, uh, quite, quite quick in the show. And Rahim, I mean, Kaya was very, very slightly. And the argument always was that if you learn this again, let's say, you've seen two or three Mahatma in the Rishonim, and you go to the next again, fine. So in the course of his mind, you cover, let's say, even 25, 30 blat, okay, let's say the Chazara. So you know, 25, 30 blat, the parak, two prokim, whatever myself is going to be. Okay, you're coming away with something. Obviously, you have the prokim in Bikias, or Nazareth, or Shabbos, whatever it is, but even if you're talking in Eon, you have two prokim in Eon, that's a nice amount. But if you're only going to learn four daf, or five daf, or holes man, let's say you're learning a daf a man, you're learning only one daf a man. Okay, so, and this, we're not talking about people who waste their time. They're But there's lots, they're discussing every single prat and every single tiny nakuda and then. Okay, so the question is, so I ask them, okay, so I understand that you're expending much more effort on the union, on a much smaller amount of dafim. But how are you going to remember so many little pratim? If you're going to mine and everything with that detail, that's as much harder to remember. So I ask them, how are you going to remember so much? So he told me, I don't know, we're not going to remember. <laughs> so what's the point? Said, ah, that's the whole point. And next time we get back to the Vavimati, there'll be a new Masechta, and I'll do the new Prishna. If I remembered everything, it'll be boring. So I told me, that's the only then I'm Khalifa Mahalakha. That's a mistake. To learn Torah, to forget it, the next time will be fresh. So we're not getting anywhere. It's like, we, we're not meant to learn to forget, you're meant to learn to remember. Hello, what? The Iker, the Iker starting point is the problem. The person has to be worried that if I, you know, if I remember something, Chaval, next time I learn it, it will be boring. You're not learning. Other The more you remember this time, the more you'll enjoy it next time because the more, the, the more I already know, good, now I'm learning on a stage higher than that. Whatever I learned, there's something test. And if I remember it, even better, why don't I come back again to this again? So even better, I'll learn it on a higher level. I'll think of things I never thought about this time. I'll be aware of, uh, I'll understand things much better than I do this time. If I'm going to go backwards and forget everything I learned this time, the next time, it might be new for me, but it's, it's on the same level that I learned the time before. I haven't gained anything. And that's the assumption. The first one. Every time you look to it, it should be like something new. Look to see it, something new. If you're learning properly, there will be new things. If you're learning properly, you will find the new things because every time you come back to it, you're learning, you, you're, it's a new you. You're on a better level. And you'll see more. That's the first thing. The second thing, we see about Matan that the Pasuk Hashem introduced the Torah test, Mishamaya Tishmu Bakoyi. It says twice, Mishamaya Tishmu. If you listen, you'll listen to what I said. Why is it repeated? So the Gemara reads the Pasuk like this, Im Shamaya, if you listen, then Tishmu, then you will listen. If you listen, then you listen. And Rashi explains that. What does that mean? If, if you listen, then you'll listen. It says that if you listen the first time, then it'll be easier to listen the second time. It'll be easier the second time. Because it's hard to start. So to start, it's maybe. If you listen the first time, you have to start something. That's hard. But once you do that, then it gets easier. The starting point is difficult. And once you do that, it gets easier. And therefore, Tishmu. Maybe you'll listen the second time. Now, what does it, firstly, what does it rule mean? And how does it apply to us? That it's hard to start. And once I start, it's easier to carry on. Right? It's like there's a rule in uh, physics, you know, the law of motion, that to get something to start moving is difficult. Once it's moving, to keep it moving is much easier. 
so it's, it's mashma that Russia is saying similar kind of rule in Ruchnius. That to start the process, to begin learning is very hard. But once I'm already learning, to carry on learning is easier. So if you, like, same thing, we have to get the Torah. So at the beginning, to Makavu, it's hard. But once you do it, we can't bear it, it will be easier. Where do we see this? I'll tell you. The, the problem is, what we're doing to ourselves, is that the process is, to start is hard. Once you're started, to carry on isn't as hard. That, as long as the person doesn't stop. Because the person stops, just to start again. And then it goes back to being hard. And this is a, and then this is a, a general Nakoda, which people attack and feel it's hard. And the reason they always found it hard is because it's always a new starting. Which means, if a person's in a mahalikh of, of, of whatever he's learning, to carry on is not that difficult. When a person stops and now he has to start again, it's much harder. Okay, I'm giving a physical muscle, which is, I think everybody here can relate to. And that is if you're driving a car. So once the car's moving, to keep it going is easy. But once I brake and now stop, and have to start again, it needs much more power to get it to start moving from a stop position, then whilst keep moving. And it's a do that uh, you can be driving uh, on the interstate. You'll use up much less gas than if you're driving in the city. Why? Because if you keep moving, even if you're much faster, but the matter is you keep going, you're using up less power, and you have to stop, start, stop, start, stop, start every time you're into, into a red light. What? what what's now? Again, I'm just using it as a motion. But the same is sort of past learning also. Which means there's a process that when a person's in something, it's easier to carry on and to stop. And now, why is it, well, how do you use this to our advantage? Very simple. The, we've, we've brought the thesis before. That if a person's still thinking about the, what he's learning, or he's still involved in what he's learning, so he didn't stop. Even if he, he closed the Gemara to go to something else, but the mind is still something which he's interested in, or still thinking about it, so then he made it, carries on. It's, it's still in his mind. Thesis says that the reason why we have to bring Satara every time we come back and start in the Gemara again is because we didn't really stop. It's true, I stopped for lunch, I stopped for Daven, but the mind the Gemara is still in my mind, I'm still thinking about it. If, if a person is doing that, then it's not hard to start again because it's something which he's still busy with. But if a person stops completely and now he's building something else, and now he has to go back and start learning again, so it's a new start. And if that's the case, a person can be starting again three times a day for every Seder. And that's a good matzah. And not such a good matzah, a person can be starting six times a day because he's a break new Seder and starts completely and now he has to start again. So it's possible it makes things harder for you. The, start, the, the, the hardest point is to start, get into something. Once you enter, it's easier to carry on. And the more often a person stops and he has to restart, the more difficult he's making it. And if a person doesn't stop, okay, I have to do other things or whatever it is. But I haven't lost focus on what I was learning. I'm still thinking about it. It's still something which I'm involved in. So I come back to it, I'm carrying on something. It's not like I'm starting from here. Same thing. We're talking about you in the course of the day. Kalvachem, you get to the weekend. Right? If, if Gemara stops on that Thursday night, it starts again Sunday morning, it's very hard to stop. It's a big gap. You know, the, the, the person comes to a full stop, you know, to start learning again, it's hard. But if it's something which the person didn't leave altogether, they're still involved in it. So then you made it, it's easier to carry on. It's easier to come to be Mamshif. There's another point. And that is, the, every time the person says, Kiro, stops learning in his Messiah class, and is only worried about something, anything about something else, it's off his mind completely. 
Be'emes is, when he gets back into it, he has to start, uh, to get back to where he was, he has to rebuild this, until the stage where he was holding. Basically, in the middle of a cheshmer of a tesis. Now you start stopping, you're going to do something else. Now, whenever you come back to the tesis, one second, then start from the beginning again. What was the question? Where was he holding? You have to get back, you know, go, go back a lot of stages. Okay. If a person doesn't stop, he's holding at a certain point, and he's, that's, that's still what he's thinking about. That's still what he's holding on. So it's much easier to come back to it because I don't have to restart from the beginning. I can carry on from where I was. So that's the second thing we see in Matan Torah. The way to make Kabbalah Torah is is Mikan Ve'edach. It should be something which a person continues with. It's not that, he's, that he, he keeps having to start from the beginning again. It's not just a shadow of time. It's a shadow of there's like a compound development of Torah. The Chazish used to say, if a person is Torah for one hour and stops another hour and stops another hour and stops, or a person is Torah for three hours straight, it's not the same Torah. When there's a certain, when there's a certain sense of continuity, so it, 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 it kind of snowballs, it develops on itself, it gets better. Only matter. That's the next matter. That uh, the more a person works on Kilo retaining an interest in what he's doing, it's not Kilo fragmented, that he has to keep stopping and starting again. It's going to, he's going to gain much more. How's it practical? How's it practical? The Mesa is a state of benestorium. Ben it's not like a person is in an environment where they're meant to spend the whole day young without an end. So, an eighth of the Mesa, which uh, Scheinberg used to do, he actually wrote three spiral based on this eighth. But it's a good idea you can do as well. And that is, we already said lots of times that the best way to end the Seder is the first thing, sum up what you learned outside. Let's clarify, what do we see today? We put it into perspective. We spent lots of times. So the first point in learning is the clarity. But, one more point. Therefore, when I finish the Seder, take one point to think about. To think about whether it's well, during the while I'm eating or whether it's on waiting for the bus outside or wherever it's going to be. Something to think about. It's a point which I didn't finish yet. A point which is still in my mind. Okay, take it with you. It gives you something to think about. Uh, we don't have to get scared about thinking about the Gemara out of the Bismillah. Right? I don't know. And if you meet someone, so you can ask them, them what they think about it. A question. I'll ask you guys a question. Not because I want to give you an answer. It took me years until I found the answer. But because I want you to think. Think about the question. That's it. It's a nice question. Think about it. Think about it. See if you can find out. The big question is this question. It says that when Moshe got the Luchas, so the Torah wasn't written on the Luchas. It's just clear. The Torah was inscribed on the Luchas. And it was inscribed the whole way through. In other words, there was an opening in the stone where the letter was. The Gemara says the Mem surface and the Mem was only been nice because if you inscribe a Mem surface the whole way around, then you have an S for the whole way around, how the Torah please stay there. It's been nice. Okay, so Luchas were inscribed. There were, in other words, where the there was a stone, and there were holes the whole way through where the Oysius were. They were cut into the stone. Alright. It says in Tidik's time, Bachet Ta'ego, the Moshe came down the mountain, the Zokhaish, the Moshe Bachet Ta'ego, says he saw the Oysius Parchus, the Oysius flew away. How can he let it fly away? It's a hole. What did he see flying away exactly? How can a hole fly away? If it had been written on, you can see the, the ink or the script, whatever it's lying on. If it's, a, if it's a hole which is engraved into stone, what's lying away? It's not, it's other, there's nothing there. Think about it. 
Uh, okay, I'm looking answers another time. But the idea is, if you think of something interesting to think about, it's on your mind. And it gives you something to focus on. And, and besides the fact that it's kind of the din of Lech over there, I'm going to talk about that for now. But I didn't leave the learning completely. I didn't, like, I didn't close shop and just have to start again. Agar, this is a famous rule of Chaim Shmuel, it's from the story of Rabbi Akiva. The Gemara says Rabbi Akiva, after 12 years, came back. And he heard the wife telling her neighbor, that if it's up to me, I go back another 12 years. So we're back another 12 years. So Chaim says, Chaim Shmuel says, he said, the master Rabbi Akiva, came home after 12 years. Right. So in Akhazan, his wife heard her go for another 12. But why not come inside and say hello to her first? He already came the whole way back again. Say hello. So catch up a little bit, then go back. Why do you have to turn around and don't even greet her? And the Khan Shah's answer was exactly the same. That there's a matter to continue learning. If you're going to stop, even if it's just for one day, it's not, he said 12, his last 12 and 12 doesn't equal 24. If it's 12 and you stop and you start again, there's two new, it's a new 12. The concept of of continuity is the dafka the fact that it's without a break. So you do the story of uh, one of in Lajna Shiva there was a certain Talmud and Lajna every Shiva this man was in Pesach the Sukkot the Sukkot the Pesach whatever it was there was no idea of going home for Shabbos there was so she traveled by wagon for two weeks to get home no, it wasn't like no one was doing it for Islam but then he said, well, people can. He stayed in Pesach, to Pesach, whatever this man was, he stayed. He was not in Belajan, and his father lived in his village near Pag, but he was a businessman, he used to travel a lot. So very often he used to go to Belajan. And each time he came past the Shiva, he used to come and visit his son in the Yeshiva. So Reb Chaim Belajan, Reb didn't like it. So he calls him in, and he says to him, Thomas, why do you keep coming past the Yeshiva? So he says to him, oh, I get nachas. Every time I come past, I want to come take him I visit my son, I see how he's doing, I can see he's striking, whatever, so I uh, enjoy it. So Mechayim, uh, Lajna told him, Meshiva told him, he said, I'll tell you what you like. He said, you like a farmer. And the farmer plants a tree. As the trees are grown, become a big tree. But every few weeks, he goes and digs up the tree to see if the roots grow or not. So, ah, the roots grow, fine, he put it back to the ground and plants it again. What's going to happen to the tree? So he's doing the same thing. So if you want him to grow, then leave him alone and let him grow. If you're going to uproot him every few weeks and take him out the Yeshiva to see what he's doing, it's like taking the tree out the ground to measure the roots. Yeah. And uh, okay, maybe it's Daga, which was in Belarus, and I'm holding by today. But the Yisrael is right. The Yisrael is right. You're going to keep stopping and starting. It's not the same thing as giving a person you know, the ability to remain connected, to remain focused, to remain interested, or thinking about what they're doing. That's the second rule. You see from the Parsha. The next point. Again, lots to talk about, but one more point, which is very nice about the and that's the, we're going through it, uh, Hashem's message to Klai Shalt Mechal Batari. Mishamati Shogokaili, Mishamati Mishpirisi, Nisim Mishkulu Mikalat, Mikalam Latim Tiram Nechaz Koyin Vukai Kodesh. That was Hashem's kilo introductory offer to Klai Shalt to receive the Torah. You'll notice, he didn't say anything about the Torah. What Hashem offered him? If you listen to me and you follow what I said, then you'll be close to me and I'll call you Amnech Agoy Kaddish. The Torah doesn't feature. If you think about it for a second, Hashem's offer to Jewish people was to connect to Him. He didn't say, Do you want my Torah? Because my Torah has lots of chachmah. Do you want my Torah? Because my Torah has lots of reward. What Hashem offered to Jewish people is, Do you want to connect to me? 
That was the Acha. And once, so, again, Im Shemot Yishma B'Khaydi, Mishmaratim is Brisi, Ve'yisim Nisqara B'Kalami. If you listen to me, you keep on Brisi with you, and you'll be special. You'll be special to me. One second, we're talking about Kabbalah uh, Satara. Where Hashem offered him the Torah. Hashem offered him himself. Hashem offered him a Kesha with him. We ask us a question also. Think about it. It's interesting thing to think about. It wasn't that Hashem said, This is my Torah. Do you want my Torah? Hashem says, Do you want to agree with me? I feel the Torah. Okay, it's a nice question. But what do we see from that? What do we see from that? The, that the way to Makabul Torah is Batsim a connection to Hashem? When Kaddish was said that wanted to connect to Kaddish Prophet, then he gave him the Torah. But Ba'atim, the bris is the bris of Hashem. There's an interesting thing at the, the point that the Rambam in Pirish Mishnais, when the Mishnah starts discussing a new mitzvah, you know, the Mishnais on, which discuss various mitzvahs, and then for the different topic of new mitzvah, very often the Rambam explains the Mishnah, which is starting to talk about new mitzvah, he starts, Amr Hashem Yisbarach. Hashem Yisbarach said, this is what you have to do, and now the Mishnah is coming to explain what the rules of the Mitzvah are. What's Aram adding by that? What's Aram adding by that? It's a Mitzvah, we just need to do the rules of the Mitzvah. So why is it to go back? Kodesh Baruch said, you have to do this. So that's another important insight. And that is, the Adsim, at the end of the day, what comes out of our learning is, what did Hashem tell us to do? It's not the, 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 the underlying understanding and the learning is, we're trying to understand what did Hashem say. Because that's what the Torah comes back to. The Torah comes back to HaKadosh Baruch told us something, and we're trying to understand it. And therefore, yes, the, number, the levels and levels which we go from there. First, the Tanoim, the Namaraim, the Rishonim, whatever it is. But the Atzim, at the end of the day, it's all coming back to what did Hashem say? What did Hashem say? And now, this is the point I want to get to. And uh, this is the third, and the last thing we're going to talk about tonight. You said we learned from Matthew Torah. And that is, if a person wants Yatu Dishmai in learning, right, it's the etzim coming from the point of, because the person is learning to understand, what is Hashem telling me? Because then it comes to the, the Chazal say, the person is Yoshev, Yosef Butayra, HaKadosh Baruch is Yoshev, Yosef Imo. If what I'm interested in is, what's Hashem saying to me? Hashem is there to show you what He's saying to you. But then that has to be a, a, at least the thought of why I'm learning, or what I'm learning about. I'm trying to understand what other Kodesh Baruch will say. Yeah. So if, you, if, if you're interested in what does Hashem say, Hashem will be a chavrusa. Hashem is coming to be a chavrusa, it's coming to learn with you. If my motivation is, what, one second, I'm trying to understand what you said. What you said, so then you made it. Hashem will help you understand what you said. But there has to be at least an element of what a person is thinking about. Nimratari is to understand what Hashem told us. It's not just the idea of understanding on our own, like we're trying to understand the Nasfar or interesting sugya. At the end of that, it's coming back to what our Kodesh Prophet said. We spoke about three things. Ba'atsem, not directly related to the way we learn, but that all three are related to how to get Siyad How to get Siyad Dishmayin learning. Siyad Dishmayin manifests in three ways. Number one is the first thing we said, and that is the finding Kiddushim, finding new ideas, whether it's new questions, whether it's new answers, whether it's new insights, that's the Yadishmai. The Gemara says that to, to, to be made to enter, it's the Yadishmai. 
that comes from a person looking at the Torah as it's new. I'm prepared to put in the effort to look at it like a new topic. Like something I, which I've learned before, but I'm approaching it to look at it carefully like I haven't seen it before. That's when I'll find new things. That's the first day of Bishma. And that's when I get Chidushim, that's when I come up with good questions, that's when I come up with nice ideas. Whatever it's going to be. That's the Mahalash. But that's the Bishma. The second thing we spoke about, and that is that a person doesn't detach from Torah to start again. A person remains connected. Remains connected. What is the Adishma a person gets from that? He doesn't forget. He doesn't forget. When a, when a person, Kiro, the Gemara says, that the Isra to forget the Torah. How do you forget? How do you over the Isra to forget the Torah? When he's Mesira Miliboy. When he thinks, I'm not talking about thinking about Torah now, I'm thinking about something else. So that's, a, that's the ideal way to forget the Torah. When a person is still thinking about what he's learning, so that's the Adishma to remember. When a person decides now, say it is finished, or it's the end of the week, that's it. I'm forgetting about service until next week. So you will forget about service until next week. Right? And that's, that's the second thing. The person who remains focused on Torah does the Siyad to remember this Torah. And the last point, and that is the person who's focused on Torah is, at the end of the day, I'm trying to know what did I finish for to say? If that's the case, then the Siyad Yishmaiah gets that Kodesh Baruch was Yoshev Vishoni Ima. Kodesh Baruch learns with him. If things become clear, things he understands, suddenly he's, it, it, it adds so much to his depth or understanding of what it was in. Hashem you can explain a lot of things. Exactly this point. But the focus on learning is, I'm trying to understand what Hashem said. And when a person to that, and the Apostle says, comes to learn with him, What's what Hashem said? Hashem said, 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 Hash